Here. Here. This is a special board meeting, and we do have a quorum. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting. So moved. Seconded. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. We will have a 15-minute public uh, con comment session this evening. The uh, first speaker is Bob Maloney. Do we have one? Yes. Mr. Steele will keep the time, and you have three minutes. Doesn't bother me. Okay. Okay. Why is this a special meeting when you've had no public input into any of this? None. You folks have held secret meetings. You haven't come out with nothing. Okay? Nothing last months that you approved nothing no budget things it's not like it's a mystery you had no idea that you had to pass a budget by this time of the year it's appalling it really is you folks do realize there are things called sunshine laws freedom of information acts you have grossly violated all of them All of them. Question for the board. Off your referendum letter in January on your website. If the referendum is not approved by voters, district could face up to $13 million in budget cuts. You folks got your budget, you got your referendum, but you only got it for 7.35 so far from a special meeting that was called last month that wasn't advertised properly as with along this year, putting on your website is not advertising. Look it up. So we got a $5.65 million thing. And from what I saw that I took off your website again from Mr. Steele's presentation of a special meeting, you are far cry from the other 5.35. Personally, if I was the teachers, paraprofessionals, secretaries, custodians, there's an Italian gesture I give you right now, but I won't. Like I told you back at the January meeting, you people better know what your responsibilities are. The public has a right to speak to see, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot deny it to us. Thank you. Thank you. Janice Love. And you also have three minutes. Okay, thank you. 
I just wanted to um, really advocate for our students more than anything. I know there's a lot of talk about the units and about the budget and um, at North Georgetown we do have a lot of employees that a lot of people feel that we are overstaffed but every one of our staff is utilized at 100, 110%. Um, in fact, one of the teachers at our last staff meeting pointed out that only 28% of our students are non-ELL or non-special ed students. And the support that we have to give our children are intense. And the model that they are asking of our teachers right now for the ELL with the co-teaching is not a true model because they would be in with that classroom 100%. And they, we have 94 first grade ELL students with one co-teacher. That's not a co-teaching model. And having two co-teachers in second grade with 137 ELL students and seven classrooms, that's not a co-teaching model. They are just doing what a power professional did also. I'm not taking away from what they do, but you can't you cannot um, look at data to determine if that is working when you're also putting in a new curriculum. You can't, the variables are not the same. They, they, the new curriculum allows for ELL support, which is what we've always done. So we can also do that support because we've done it in the past. So those seven teachers, ELL teachers, could be teachers. In a, in a classroom with ELL students. And we could be giving that support to those ELL students with that ELL curriculum support that's in that new curriculum. We can't tell that we, we, doing it for a second year is not gonna make a difference because we can't tell if that changed anything or not having that co-teaching model, which is not a true model for co-teaching. You have to have that teacher, that co-teacher with that classroom all day. And two teachers is not going to cover seven classrooms in a day. And the same with our special ed. There's a new model being presented to you today because they're now putting duly certified teachers into the classroom. But there's no support with that either. So you have 28 spec ed children in first grade with six classrooms. And yes, you have duly certified teachers in those classrooms, but they won't get any support. Yes, our ILC teacher will only be teaching a half day in ILC, and then she'll push into first grade. But how much time will she have? There's still 28 students that need help. And they will only have three powers now at North Georgetown because none of us are leaving. About 15 more seconds, Ms. Love. And of those three powers, one will be a library, half of one will be ILC, <clears throat> and the other one will be live. We do early bus, we do lunch, we do parent pickup, along with all of our support too. And I don't see where any of the children are leaving, where we're looking at our children with the support that our children need. It's time. And that's what concerns me. Okay, thank you. Tracy McCalski. Tracy McCalski. Vice President, thank you for adding this public comment session tonight. 
you're being asked to rev 54 dedicated paras and eliminating a significant number of para positions in our schools. The idea is to replace, for example, eight paras with three or four teachers. How are three teachers going to do the work of eight paras? How are they physically going to do that? What is our work? It begins with paras greeting our students every morning with a smile at the parent pickup area, the bus area, helping to maintain safety, taking them to breakfast. The paras are doing this while teachers are in PLC meetings or other meetings. We go into classrooms and we work with our teachers. We do small RTI groups, helping students who are struggling with reading and math. Some students need more individual help. We help keep students focused while instruction is taking place. We administer curriculum assessments. We help give dibbles, DAR students, transition paperwork, progress monitoring checks. The teachers use this information for their students' IEPs. It saves them valuable time when they need to be doing uh, teaching assignments. We assist with classroom management on a daily basis. We keep data used for behavior modification plans. We help with makeup work and students struggling with homework. We help students be successful and provide extra support anywhere in our buildings as it is needed. Sometimes students just need someone to listen to them and be their cheerleader. Special ed teachers have to attend many meetings, 504s, IEPs, ISTs, BIPs, evals, etc. We cover the classrooms while the teachers are attending the many meetings. We see our students become more confident and successful for the next year. I ask the question again, how can three or even four teachers do all their responsibilities plus these responsibilities of eight paras? Our district is facing some serious financial difficulties. How can you afford additional teachers when you can't pay for the current local contracts you have this fall? I respectfully ask that you look at the paras that are here tonight and see they just aren't a number or a name on a piece of paper. These are paras who have families and responsibilities just like you, who have dedicated their personal and professional life to the Indy River School District and currently care for their, these students. Six weeks ago, you asked for our help with the referendum to encourage our families and friends to support the referendum and come out to vote. And if it didn't pass, it would mean a loss of jobs. We did as asked and we overwhelmingly passed the referendum. We are now asking for your help to keep para jobs. Thank you for your time. Thank you. <laughs> David Marble. Back in, <clears throat> excuse me, back in 1979, I got a phone call from athletic director Ed Bezerra asking me to come in and coach a middle school basketball team. From that day to this, I've been involved somehow in coaching at the Indian River School District. 
And I know without a shadow of a doubt that when you look at difficult budgetary decisions, athletics usually are the first to gather an eye because people seem to figure that just the uh, easiest way to go. I just want to advocate that as you look at all the different things you're going to have to do and all the tough decisions you're going to make, that you give athletics some serious consideration as to continuation because athletics teach a valuable lesson. And since I spent 32 of these years in the classroom, I think the lesson they teach on the field or on the court is just as valuable as one in the classroom. And I can sum it up in two simple words. Get up. No matter where you participate in sports, you're going to run into a difficulty. I think we can all agree on that. And as a coach, my job is to teach that young person that their life is not over, that times have not ended simply because they've run into some type of difficulty on the athletic field, whether it's impact from a football play or you're not playing as many minutes as you think you should or getting over an injury. This ability to deal with difficulty transfers far down the line and to a much older age. I know it has for me. But I'll bring up a name just to back my theory up a little bit. The other night I happened to be watching a documentary involving Billie Jean King. Now, I don't know if you're old enough to remember her or not. <laughs> I am, unfortunately, I guess. She won, I believe, 37 Grand Slam titles. And she's probably as responsible as any single female for what we call Title IX today. And she said that to, even today, sports is an integral part of her decision-making process because of what she learned on the athletic field. My biggest fear, I have several, but one of them is, well, maybe we should, we, we should cut middle school sports. Man, what a tragedy that would be. That's a certified dream killer for hundreds and hundreds of participants. 30 seconds, Dave. Okay, thank you. One other thing I want to be out, this is about my particular sport, football. It's a little less priority, but I just want to point something out to you. If you have three football teams, freshman, varsity, and JV, twice during the week you can have a game where those teams have to leave. So with four coaches, if you send two with those guys, you've only got two left. And if we no longer have an athletic trainer and something happens while those two guys are gone, that's pretty tough. Time date. Thank you very much for your time, and much respect to the Paris for their turnout. That's American action right there. Need a motion to table 2.01 until after executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made is second. Any discussion? Charlie's at the end of uh, comments. Is at the end of comments. Okay. Is that the end? Yeah. Okay. okay. Let me. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed. That is unanimous. I was going to say, is this the end of public comment? Mm -hmm. Can I make a comment? I'd like to repeat something that I made at the last uh, board meeting. I. I I'm so glad everybody takes the time to come out tonight regarding budget issues. Take the same energy and contact your state senators and state representatives who are the ones that are wanting to cut educational funding to us and having us make these tough decisions. Take the same energy and contact them immediately. Thanks. Okay. Anyone else? Need a motion to go into executive session? So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 
Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. A motion to approve the uh, personnel agenda. So moved. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And the addendum. Superintendents. And the addendum, Charlie. Go ahead and include Okay, we need a motion to approve the personnel action taken on March 27th and the Board of Education addendum of April the 10th, 2017. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. The uh, superintendent's recommendation for 1718 administrative plan. I'll make a motion to accept. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Any River School District administrative restructure cost proposal? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay, need a motion for the instructional budget cut items. So moved. Motion made and seconded. I think you might, excuse me, I think you want to amend that so it's instructional budget cut items, operational discretionary. There's three different cut items. Yeah, okay. All right. Yep. Okay. We'll amend that. Removed. Instructional budget cut items, operational slash directs, discretionary budget cut items, and the administrative budget cut items. So moved. Second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. In discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Opposed. You, what? Opposed. You opposed? We need a poll. Okay. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hadier? Yes. Mr. Douglas Hudson? No. Mr. James Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Eight yes, two no. Motion passes. Motion passes by a majority vote. That's it. No further business coming. No, we don't think we, we need to because we never did action on it anyway, so no, we shouldn't have to make a motion. Yep, no initial action was taken. Okay. Okay. No further business come before the board. The meeting's adjourned. <laughs>